Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings, welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is back from his extended retirement lengthened weekend of uh, three days. And he also attended Barack Obama's party on Saturday. I so did. He, we had a blast. Uh, Barack danced all night. I saw that story this morning. and Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. But I took pictures and they were required that they tur- maybe turn them back in. <laughs> Delete the photos. Yeah, that, well, they, they were wrong. apently uh, getting anybody who posted any photos take them down oh okay because that was part of the agreement you had to sign to go to the party never had to sign an agreement to go to a party before but Barack was in good spirits well now I've seen two different accounts on this the hill reporting that the people who attended the party were asked to get tested and to be vaccinated but CBS reported that they were required to be tested and vaccinated had you heard definitively either I heard a lot of people were coughing there I noticed that they had a lot of coffee? Coughing. Oh, oh, oh. Hacking and coughing. Okay. I, I believe there were people who were ill. Who oh, so were <laughs> But do, do you, had you heard definitively whether they were no, asked or required? Not. No, yeah, I, All I knew is that they were told they had to take pictures down that they took at the event. Oh, okay. Well, CBS reported that they were required to get tested or said, you know, that attendees had, had to get tested and be vaccinated. But The Hill just reports today that said that they were asked to be tested and to already be vaccinated. Of course, I guess what they had, two or three hundred people there at Martha's Vineyard at the twelve million dollars. Down from the five hundred uh, that were originally planning on coming. Right, that was the reduced numbers for. Yeah, well, Barack you know, Obama's and what's party. interesting, there's some, there's an interesting sidelight to this, which you may want to set the show first before I tell you. What well, it is. I, I didn't make the cut. I was in the original seven hundred, but thanks for asking. Yeah, I didn't make the cut. Well, I was re- glad to be there. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were glad to see you. Oprah and I had quite a conversation. Well, I hope you complimented the president because I know you liked his administration. He didn't look doesn't look 60. No, no, well, no, I guess he's running. He looks more like 59 actually. He's running around the 12 million dollar <laughs> estate a lot, I guess, for exercise. Well, he's not poor, let me tell you, the place is nice. Yeah, what 30 million? That's not too bad. <laughs> All right, so yeah. he can afford that. But yeah, and he's like Martha's Vineyard for a long time. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We have nearly open phones. We would just love to hear from you today. Just a moment of levity talking about President Barack Obama enjoying a 60th birthday party at Martha's Vineyard and uh, the single fact that's in every story about this is that it's a $12 million estate on the island. Uh, it's, what, 60-some acres. Amazing how a community activist could amass all that money. Well, he's a community activist then, author and former president now. Right. So, so how much, if he hadn't things. been president, how much do you think he'd have gotten as an advance for his book about his time serving as a community activist? Or a U.S. senator? Or senator. Probably yeah. half that or so. I, Maybe you know, a, probably doubled his worth. tenth. <laughs> A tenth? Okay, well, that could be. You or you're a better guesser of 
uh, that kind of thing to me. All right, our toll-free line open, 1-800-795-9565. I assure you today's program is not about Barack Obama. We have uh, one story about a woman who says we should defund the police while she doubles and redoubles her own policing security. So we can talk about the and rest claims of the, the police are threatening to kill her. Well, we can this talk is about exciting uh, stuff. That. And uh, we can talk about, uh, about let's see. about Dr. Anthony Fauci? And you aware of what he's done, his double standard? He was on Meet the Press over the weekend. I heard well, that. Well, you know, he was, he's very worried about the Sturgis motorcycle rally. He What's believes that? it's going to be a super spreader event this week. Again. He had absolutely <laughs> nothing to say about Barack Obama's party. And absolutely nothing to say about Lollapalooza last week in Chicago, both of which attracted large numbers of so people. So he's in but charge of naming knows, the no, super spreader oh no. events? Yes, he knows which one. The virus knows to attack events that might be populated by Republicans, but avoid okay. those where Democrats and liberals might be in attendance. Joe, it's Joe, an amazing Joe. virus. Joe, I mean, you're Joe, safe. Joe. You're a Democrat. You're safe. Joe has shrunk down to the size of Dr. Fauci's memory, so he's here today as my co-host. Rob Center is our <laughs> producer. Our sponsor is the Sunbury Motor Company. Uh, you can text us at 70236. Always include the keyword OTM. And uh, we would just love to hear from you. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. It's nearly open phone. Stan, you're on the mark. What's on your mind today? Well, you know, we got this big spike in COVID. At least that's what they're telling us, right? Right. Pennsylvania's, cases, Pennsylvania's cases are up slightly, local cases up slightly, yep. Okay. Now, my question, and I don't know, I don't necessarily have access to it, you might, how does the numbers of spiking correlate with the number of illegals being busted and flown around this country that have tested positive? Well, we know that's a, a X percentage. We know that is part of the increase. I mean, we know that factually and common sense. I have—I don't think I've heard an actual number. Do you have you heard a number associated with it? what percentage you can attribute to individuals crossing the border legally and illegally? And of course, the great diaspora sponsored by the U.S. government, sending them all over the U.S. Uh, no number other than uh, in McAllen. They've said in the last few months they've had 7,000 people released into their town with where they were COVID positive illegals. So they are they're under a state of emergency because of it. That's what I'm saying. How many of these people have been flown, bus, whatever, transported around this country that were COVID positive and put in the <clears throat> neighborhoods that were not necessarily in prob having problems? But when you start injecting these people into the neighborhoods. Then the numbers go up. When when is this administration going to do something about it? You know, it's it's the people here. They they blame everybody that supposedly didn't get vaccinated. It's their fault. People ain't wearing masks. It's their fault. But I believe that it's the government's fault, Biden's fault, because he will not close the border and keep these people out. Well, that's a factor. Well, plus, you know, it's un it's not being addressed. I know the president has been talking about the infrastructure bill and their big spending bill and this <laughs> bill and that bill and and hear and hear this and hear that. I don't see it on the screen, but you emailed me a text from our listener from McAllen, Texas, who's mm -hmm. in the area, I guess, working for um, um, Coble Knobles. 
and he sent a photograph of uh, all these illegals marching along the street in McCallum, Texas. And they also sent a news story along it that dealt with a number of people who are apparently testing positive for coronavirus who are being shipped out. And it, uh, yeah. I don't know whether you, you don't seem to have that on the screen. Uh, yeah, anymore. that went to the newsroom, but I can get it. We, we, uh, I can. I think uh, there was an answer to your question in that article about, I, when I read it this oh, morning. Oh, what is the number? Sure. I don't, okay. I don't, yeah, I don't remember. Well, it, we know it's it. millions. I mean, suffice to say, it's not going to be a small number. Look, this is an unaddressed crisis. This is almost like a hurricane pummeling uh, the coast of North Carolina and no one doing anything about it, and so the hurricane just keeps coming and coming and coming. There's just absolutely no argument about it. There's no other way about it. This is uh, a full-blown well, crisis well, unaddressed. See, Biden did do something about it. The day he got into office, he stopped everything that Trump was doing positive on the border. Biden did that. Nobody else. It was all Biden. So until people get that through their thick skulls, that Biden is the problem down there, we're just going to continue to have the problems we're having. Well, I think people know that, but they're overlooking it, or they don't care, or they're not worried. I mean, you know, obviously, <laughs> half okay. half the country's well aware of it, like you and I and Joe and and anybody who's in any one of these towns, and Pat, our good listener at Knobles, and all these other people are aware, but the other half of the country is like, oh, let's talk about infrastructure. Oh, let's, you know, talk about uh-huh. President Obama's party or Sturgis or whatever else you want to discuss. Well, yeah, I mean, as far as Obama's party and Fauci, you know, I have words for them, but none of those are nice. You wouldn't allow me to put them on the radio, so I'll just skip over that. We'll give it a shot. Nah. We can beep you. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'll skip it for today. Really? You, you probably know what I what I have to, what I think of them, so we'll we'll just bypass that one because none of them are nice words. But you know, and as far as this infrastructure thing, yeah, you know, that's 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 we're we're in deep trouble. You know, they they get this one point whatever trillion dollars passed for, you know, or maybe 40% of it's for bridges, roads, and sewers, and, you know, stuff that uh, actually affects the people of this country with all the other crap that they put in it. We're in trouble. And then they're going to push this other five, 3.5 trillion thing boondoggle through from the House. Yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're in trouble. And it's not going to get any better with these crew in charge. Now, are they going to use reconciliation for the other debacle? <laughs> Is That's that, what they're saying. Oh, I don't okay. understand how they can do that if it's infrastructure. You know, what, the reconciliation supposedly just for uh, budget items, which I guess it's a budget item, but right. it's not for the, you know, normal running of the government. So I, I don't know. You know, they play games with the, you know, the, the rules down there, so they'll do whatever they want anyways. There's nothing we can do about it except fire them all next year. And then by then it may be too late because they won't be able to reverse the crap that they're doing. Check. All right, we got you, sir. Thank you. Yeah. Well, it's Sorry, it's a have dilemma. A great day. Stay safe. Don't get COVID. Thanks. Call, <laughs> you, call back. You, so, you also, Stan. <laughs> call back if you get so wind up. You're just going to pop if you don't call us because he has more to say. I know that. <laughs> he had a topic up there we didn't get to. All right, Cindy, thank you so much for waiting a short time. You are on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. First, let me just say you can reverse the crap they come up with. Washington, D.C. We, we, the people, don't have that power, but they certainly do and should exercise it when they see they've made mistakes on rare occasions. They do that. I was really, you know, remember that uh, President Trump, that heinous human being, said if you want a new regulation, you'll have to get rid of two old regulations, and yet new regulations came, and thank heaven some old regulations left. I thought that was good, which segues into what I am calling about, which is 
Governor Wolf's um, disaster declaration about the drug issue. That's been going on for two plus years. For two plus years, <laughs> every few months, he redeclares a, a disaster. Now, why is he doing that? Well, he, it does it, he does it because it allows them to sweep away the regulations, to subvert all the rules that government is supposed to be run by, those rules put in place, hopefully, to serve the people. And the most important one, from my perspective, is the one that says he has to bid out contracts. So he gets to just hand them out like candy. And we've seen how that's worked out. Hmm. So either they're over the top, and, and, of course, it allows him to continue to spend outside of the budget, which has blown up to over a billion dollars a year. He spends more, more than the state legislature gave him authorization to spend. I mean, can you imagine if your spouse did this? You both know how much you make, but your spouse goes out and spends 30% more, 10% more than you earn, and this massive debt is accumulating. Well, without without a, without a budget check, you know, where you find out afterward when the bill comes in the mail that your spouse ordered six new dishwashers and four appliances and, you know, seven clothing washers without telling you. Right. And, and without you know, bidding or without uh, going to consumer reports or whatever the wise shopper does these days. And exactly. What's, what's really exactly. fun about this is that the state mandates that municipal governments have an absolutely balanced budget, that we don't spend more than we take in. Well, so does the state, Joe, except that he has this magic wand of emergency. disasters. Yeah, but they, so they I, have the capacity is, to hide it. We, municipalities don't. I mean, I, th I think right. it's smoke and mirrors down there. Right. Well, the other thing I want to say is this. <clears throat> if we continued to function as a commonwealth without the world collapsing for these two and a half years, without these regulations, with the exception of the one that he should be bidding contracts, then why do we have these regulations in the first place? I think that points to the lack of necessity. Somehow, We've managed to get through all this time without these regulations, which he has waived. I'll give you an example of one that went on during this COVID thing, which is now coming to an end. They said that retired medical personnel could work, could work to help with the COVID, for example, to do data collection, to um, administer injections, to give tests. We could come forward and do those things even though our licenses had expired, right? And I think that's a reasonable thing to think about doing. But they just put out an announcement reminding all of us that that party is about to end and we are not allowed to continue to practice nursing or medicine or any other of those fields in the absence of our license. Okay. I, I'm okay with that. I think that was a good use of the suspension of a regulation. Because, Mark, you're going to ask me, well, what did they suspend and why was that good? So I beat you to the punch there, Mark. <laughs> but I, I think it's bad to, and I understand in the face of a disaster like a flood or whatever, that you might have to rethink the arduous process to put out bidding to fix something. I understand. The bridge is gone. Somebody's got to put the bridge back. Let's not spend three months bidding the bridge. Let's not do another ecology survey. Let's not do all those things. I agree. I completely agree with that. But the rest of this stuff, if they lived without this regulation for two and a half years, then we should get rid of it. 
Now, interestingly enough, we have an arduous process to deregulate. And other than that, the legislature can just sweep them away. And I think they ought to make it their business to catalog what has been suspended in this time, especially for the two and a half years of this drug disaster thing, and they ought to categorically begin to eliminate them. Because obviously they didn't function to protect the people because we haven't all... You know, ended up in the grave for the lack of them. Did you actually hear a Representative Culver when she was on our program last week? She talked about our election laws are so outdated they require oil lamps be put into the polling places for additional light. You, <laughs> you know, know they I, need to review a lot of this that. stuff. <laughs> I heard part of her uh, thing, and my granddaughter was visiting, and she's two and a half, and there's no time for anything but paying attention to her. <laughs> I can identify with that. That's good work <laughs> if you can get it, though. Right. So, unfortunately, I wasn't as good a listener as I typically am. But I, I think we do need to re-examine our election laws. I think we do need to audit. You know, what an audit does, one thing to think about an audit, and we do these in health care, we say, well, we said well, we would do this. We said we would take a temperature on every person that came in the ER and their blood pressure and their pulse and respirations. And then the audit says, well, did we? And I, as a head nurse, did this auditing. Did we actually do that? And if not, why not? Is it that the thermometers are missing? Is it that the blood pressure cuffs don't work? What, why didn't we do it? Because we decided this was important. But we have never gone back and looked at our election process and said, this is the process, and does this achieve the goal that we intended? And if not, how do we need to fix that? Yep. And the people who object to doing this really trouble me. They've, and I want them to understand this. Then you make me think, whatever's going on, is duplicitous. There's some shenanigans underneath all of this that you've worked hard to put there, and you'll be darned if you'll be caught in it or have it wiped away. Well, so, and everything that's been proposed in Harrisburg that relates to elections uh, can be negotiated and implemented. For example, drop-off boxes that are near a courthouse or just, you know, wherever they happen to be. That could easily be devised in such a way that's safe and secure and monitored and locked and, you know, maybe it wouldn't be open 24-7 or whatever it happens to be. That can be done. Mail-in balloting can be done. Voter ID can be done as long as the assistance is there that, to help individuals who might have trouble getting an ID to work through that process. All of these things can be worked out, but the Republicans aren't interested in talking about any of these uh, solutions. Democrats aren't interested in proposing any of the solutions. They're just going to dig in their heels and say, well, this is bad. That's the end of that. You know, all of these reforms that Linda talked about are 100 percent wise and common sense and doable, but Nobody in Harrisburg wants to do that. Their interest, their primary interest is getting reelected. Second is raising money. And then thirdly, if they happen to do a little legislating of their own pro- well, of their own types, that's fine. You've forgotten the Mark, games. Mark, I am inclined to agree with you perhaps 90% of the time in this observation you make. But in fairness, they, Seth Grove, the chairman of which the government committee is it, has run these extensive um, meetings where people can come forward and have their say about how the election process works. They've, their committee has aired out the issues that people have raised, both those who run the election, those who stand for election, and those like myself who go and vote. They've heard everybody out in these hearings. So I, I think they are, I hope that they are moving forward to fixing it. And it's a darn shame, 
80% of Pennsylvanians believe you should show an ID to, t to vote. I understand there are people who raise objections like yourself, Mark, but the majority, you know, it's funny that the same group of people says the majority rules except when the majority is against them, and then all of a sudden the majority is a bunch of heinous, racist, homophobic xenophobes who are trying to destroy the Commonwealth. Oh, you've noticed, you've noticed that too, huh? Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I understand that they held hearings, and, and Democrats were technically involved in the process, but their suggestions and the elements that came out of hearings, particularly the ones where uh, would help overcome something that would reduce the ability of some people to vote, those were all widely ignored, and they came out with a, a skeleton piece of legislation that just had a series of new rules that didn't take into account uh, ways to overcome any obstacle that might be presented presented by the reforms. And of course, uh, the Dropbox is the perfect example. You know, uh, there is a Dropbox for people in Pennsylvania. It's called the mailbox. It's free. You get, well, it's free if you're mailing a ballot. It's not free for you to mail a letter. Okay, we already have Dropboxes and they're all over town. What's wrong with that? Why do we have to have a steel box outside the courthouse or at the community center or wherever it happens to be located? So that's... You know, Mark, for many years, I, I made it my business before every election to go down to the courthouse and get mail-in voter registration forms and to put them in every U.S. post office in my county oh, in an okay. effort to facilitate people getting registered to vote, right? But here's what worried me about this. The only validation that you really are a citizen, that you really have um, passed the citizenship if you've been living here, that you really have followed all those rules is your signature at the bottom of the page. <laughs> okay. All right. Noted. We've got right. to move on, yeah, Cindy. Thank obvious. you. Thank you, Jim. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, a slight vulnerability there. All right. 1-800-795-9565. We'll have time for another caller. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. All right, we have got a caller standing by. Uh, Mr. Eric is on the line, ready to chit-chat with us. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. First of all, with uh, President Barack Obama, and you keep uh, touting his net worth, let's not forget uh, that his wife, Michelle, is, uh, was and still is a best-selling author, and how much money of hers is also part of that estate. Uh, I think Michelle Obama is the, probably the uh, best-selling first lady in history as far as selling books. <laughs> so well, let's, give, let's give some due where it's due. There's uh, it, it's both of them have, have accumulated, have done well, let's, 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 let's be honest, but still we have to add that, that Michelle has also contributed greatly to that, to that estate they have. Okay. 
Noted. Okay? Second of all, uh, why do this Joe or whoever keep trying to politicize Mr. Now, Mr. Fauci? Well, he's politicizing it himself, Eric. <laughs> okay. Uh, go ahead. I'll, I'll listen to your point, and you listen to mine. I've already expressed mine. Point. He's politicizing how? He's doing it because he comments on one thing but not on others. He has a problem with the Sturgis bike rally, had no problem with the Chicago's Lollapalooza, had no problem with Barack Obama's party. But all of a sudden, Sturgis, that's going to become a super spreader. Because we know, Joe, that no Democrats ride motorcycles and show up at such an event, right? Well, no Democrats go to, no Republicans go to Lollapalooza, right? <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. You're trying to politicize No, this. he is. He's looking at events that, that typically are, if you want to call them conservative venues, and he has a problem with them, but he doesn't have any problem with what might be called liberal venues. Couldn't it, couldn't it be numbers, Joe? Let's see. Uh, Sturgis. Between 700,000 and a million people will be showing up in a town the size of not much bigger than Sealand's Grove. Have you ever been there? I have not, but a very good friend of mine used to go and show his motorcycles, and he told me all about it. It's, yes. it's, they have, many of the venues are wide open. They're outdoors. They're outdoor it, venues. They're not indoors, like Lollapalooza. They're where not, do you think the people sleep? I would suspect they sleep in under the Sturgis, stars. Some what of them. happens is the people in that town rent three by seven spaces on the floor of their homes, oh and God. that's where people sleep. And that is true. And if you and anyone who you know why Sturgis is fairly peaceful because they fully well know that if they are so packed together that if they want to keep having that event, they have to behave themselves. Okay. Now, we're talking 700,000 pe people packed like sardines in a town, let's say, the size of Sunbury. I'm not sure exactly how big Sturgis is, but it's not very large. Okay. Compare that to Lollapalooza, which happens in the whole city of Chicago, and we're talking maybe tens of thousands. Now, take that down to Barack Obama and his party where we had a couple hundred. A so vaccinated where do you think and tested the attention people. should be? A vaccinated and tested people. Well, I would Obama's say there's party. probably a better chance of vaccinated and tested people occurring at Mr. Obama's place than there is out at Sturgis. But there's the facts. And you, but you guys continue well, to try to say... Here's the fact. This Mr. Is Governor Nome... You, you continue to try to make this a political... Eric, we gotta, we're going to have to finish COVID our conversation happens. after people the top of the hour. And I'd to like talk. to read you Governor Nome's nope, statement. We've got to switch... News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings, welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is directly across me and foolishly diametrically opposed to all of my free thinking, common sense, progressive ideas. Mr. Rob Center's right in the middle, our fabulous producer taking good care of us on the other side of the glass. Eric, call back. I lost track of time and cut off the beginning of CBS News, but you're welcome to call back now and finish your <laughs> remarks before you surrender. 
rudely uh, interrupted there. So, yeah, check that out. But we've been talking about the COVID number statewide, Joe's, or U.S.-wide. Joe's not too happy about uh, Dr. Fauci's remarks over the weekend that he very selectively did point out that, uh, let's see, where was there a super spreader event that he was concerned about? Fauci? Yes. He was he's concerned about the Sturgis. Sturgis, okay, rally. yeah, 700,000 people, but not concerned about Lollapalooza or the Obama Party, which, of course, there's a big difference between those two. But and Joe, I'm reading a fascinating article as we speak about where people find places to stay in Sturgis, and there's nothing about people being taped off four by seven-foot sections of people's rooms. This is a very interesting article, and it makes it quite clear what the options are, the accommodations are for people. Okay, so what you say they are from your article is what it is for everybody there? No, it's, it says... <laughs> okay, it, it, well, well, right. it's, it's good. Let's, let's bask in the no, and we'll take it from there. <laughs> all right, well, I'm trying to take it from there, but you're cutting me off because you have to do the news headlines. All right, that's correct. Yep, we want to tell people what's going on, so we'll have some news headlines here very shortly. we got some texts that have come in, so I'll tell you that the way that they arose was to go to 70236, and uh, the person wisely put in the keyword, which is OTM, and then we get to look at those uh, texts. So uh, 70236, and then include the keyword OTM. You can do as one individual has just done, and that's send us an email at onthemark at wkok.com, and you can do as everyone can do. That's call us 1-800-795-9565. That's 1-800-795-9565. I want to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company. I'll do a quick overview of what they mean to us. They are the sponsor of the On the Mark program. It's the Sunbury family-owned dealership since 1915 on 4th Street and Sunbury. You can go between Lincoln and Jefferson Streets in Sunbury and save a few Washingtons, so we invite you to do so. Washington Avenue itself, though, in Sunbury is located on the hill, so don't get confused by that. This is in the North 4th Street Shopping Plaza or Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf at Runyon Road. It's a place for you to find out how to save a great amount of money and at the same time, you will also learn how to get a great vehicle for a great price, top dollar for your trade-in. Of course, if you need some work done and you need to get some work done, Joe, they have a body shop for you, an alignment shop. They got a chiropractor there for you. Uh, they have a quick lane uh, parking lot there that always have a few spaces open for you. You can make an appointment at the quick lane, or you could just show up at any time, and they will certainly take good care of you, or well, at least while they're open. And that would be 6:30 a.m. to 6 p.m. on uh, Monday through Friday and Saturday, 6:30 a.m. to 2 p.m. Or you can do as I've done: go to SunburyMotors.com. I got three vehicles in the pipeline now on the way. As soon as they put the chips in them and train them here, uh, Ford F-150. Hyundai Tel or Kia Telluride and a Hyundai Veloster. All of those great, fantastic vehicles are coming here because I went to sunburymotors.com. I invite you to do the same thing, sunburymotors.com. Again, toll-free line open, 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarket.wkok.com. Text us at 70236. We would love to hear from you this morning. So, uh, yeah, let's get your opinion in. 
involved in this. We've been talking about COVID. We haven't talked about Governor Cuomo, or I did talk about the crisis at the U.S. southern border. That's related to the COVID, so we can talk about that. And we'd like to hear your remarks about these important topics. It is a nearly open phones day, so maybe there's something else in the Valley you'd want to talk about. Some news headlines briefly. Food insecurity is the issue being addressed by a new drive through food pantry available in Sunbury. Greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA and Geisinger have teamed up for the giveaway on the first and third Wednesday of each month. The items are given out on those days from 4 to 6 p.m. They say they'll have non-perishable food pantry items like cereal, juice, and canned goods in a drive through pickup at the YMCA's location on 4th Street. You do need to pre-register. Call the Y at 570-286-5636. One of the Y co-branch directors, Katrina Mowry, said, our community has a significant amount of food insecurity and the Y and Geisinger want to help with this need. COVID-19 policies and guidance were talked about in Harrisburg recently. Mark Sims was there. Acting Health Secretary Allison Beam says the State Departments of Health and Education are recommending schools follow guidance offered by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention for implementing safe in-person instruction this fall. We are pointing to that CDC guidance that recommends universal masking in K through 12. Each of those school districts then would have the option of imposing a masking mandate. Dr. Sherry Smith, director of the Bureau of School Support at the State Department of Education, says the department's focus is on in-person instruction. I've had very few conversations, if any, with any of our school leaders about the potential of them wanting to do a hybrid. Smith says some parents not comfortable sending their children back into the classroom have requested a remote learning learning option. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Corruption in Harrisburg is one of the taglines of this story. Spotlight PA is reporting theft charges against a Philadelphia area Democrat highlight Pennsylvania's lax rules for reimbursing lawmakers with taxpayer and donor money, according to two state-run systems with little transparency. There are two state-run systems with very little transparency and very little oversight. Former State Representative Margot Davis was charged in July with stealing from taxpayers and misusing campaign funds, helping her pad a legislative salary that's already among the most generous in the country. She has accepted responsibility and resigned, despite warnings from good government advocates for many years, and even some inside the Capitol, that the state's reimbursement system is ripe for abuse. Republican leadership has failed to move any sizable or meaningful reforms in Harrisburg. Well, of course they would. Who, who cuts off the branch they're sitting on, okay? <laughs> anyway, an annual pool party for canines is coming up next week in Sunbury. The four-legged friends are invited to the Jim Eister Community Center pool next Wednesday, August 18th for their annual Bark, Splash, and Play event. Swimmers are invited to bring their dogs for 10 bucks. Proceeds go to a local animal shelter. That's 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. next Wednesday. And finally, uh, let's see, Mattel debuts new Barbies that salute healthcare heroes. What's one way to thank a healthcare hero? Turn them into dolls. Mattel has introduced a new line of Barbie dolls modeled after six female pandemic healthcare workers, including COVID-19 vaccine developer Sarah Gilbert and Dr. Audrey Sue Cruz, who joined forces with other Asian American doctors to fight discrimination. The company's donating $5 for every doll sale to the First Responders Children's Foundation. So Mattel, six dolls honoring the women of the COVID response. 
There's no Dr. Fauci and there's no Dr. Burke. I know you were wondering. You you hold her in high regard, but she's not in the Barbie dolls. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Right. 1-800-795-9565. We'll let anyhow, Eric. Anyhow, before Eric continues, uh, the story I'm reading said it might sound difficult for roughly a half a million plus visitors to find lodging in an area with a permanent population of only about 150,000 people. But the abundance of open space in the Black Hills, a strong hotel market, and a burning desire by many businesses to make a buck during the rally equate to a loosely run but overall well-managed system for providing a pillow for an incredible number of out-of-town visitors. Eric? <laughs> So Sturgis is 150,000 people. The area of the Sturgis, area. right. Okay. <laughs> I'm just reporting. You asked me if I had ever been there, and I said I had not, but I reported that a very good friend of mine uh, used to attend every year and, and actually show his motorcycles. And he told me how it was. So uh, so those business people are perhaps, but that, that's beyond the point. Let's, let's just say we know that Sturgis is going to have between 700,000 and a million people Papa Belusa was what maybe forty, fifty thousand, up to maybe a hundred thousand, and uh, Mr. Obama had a few hundred. What did you My call it? My point is this: Papa, we, I, I would Papa like Belusa? to try to separate the politics from the science when it comes to COVID. COVID does not care if you are a Democrat, a Republican, whether you voted or not or not. It will come to everyone. Well, can we can we accept that that you know? Mr. Fauci is trying to uh, give us what the best science says. Because he doesn't always jump up to what the CDC says either. He, I think he gives a more, more level. But those, there's, those of you out there who want to keep, keep making this a political issue, it's not. Well, I think Dr. Fauci is somewhat bankrupt because of his flip-flopping and his contortions over this issue. And I, I know, oh, the science changes, the science changes, right, the science changes. But, you know, when the guy says, admits later on that he was lying to us about masks because he wanted to save them for other people, that doesn't give me a great deal of confidence in his veracity. He's never done that. So yes, he did. No, I don't think yes, so. Yes, he okay, did. Joe, when? When? I, I, I remember, I'm, I'm going to side with Mark on this. He when admitted he, that on a television interview, and I don't have the exact interview, that the reason he said that Get you didn't stuff. need masks Bring immediately was he was trying to conserve them. He didn't want to start a run on them. No, no, that no, fact no, has no, been well no, reported. No, no, no. That, you misheard what he said. That is he was acting under the uh, tut tutelage of which president? That would have been president. That would have been during President Trump's time. And he knew that if he didn't follow orders, he would be uh, thrown out. <laughs> and we know it was very tenuous there for a long. Well, then, time. so in other words, Trump would have given him orders and thrown him out. But Barack, Ob uh, but but President Biden is not giving him any orders. He's just saying, tell us what you think. Well, tell me what lies he has spoken since the administration changes. That. It's not lies. It's just contradictions. You know what? Now what's you just your fully lied to us? Which is it? Well, <laughs> did President Trump lie to us, or was he just contradicting no, himself okay, sometimes? That answers, answers itself. <laughs> you know, Thank you, gentlemen. A lie is in the a lie is in the mind of the holder. Everyone, my last sentence is: You know, guys, I, I, I'm I'm a Central Pennsylvania guy. I love Friday Night Lights. I love football. If if you know. It's nothing more than you want to go to a football game and be and watch the kids play and be there without masks and so forth. Come on, get the shot, okay? Think about think about the kids. Think about what can we turn to normalcy next month when we want to do all those fall activities. Get your shots. No, I agree with Thanks. you on that. We we can end on a, an agreeable note, Eric. <laughs> oh my gosh! That, 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 oh, we can't. No, we can't. <laughs> yes. Okay, okay, gentlemen. God bless you. Take Thanks care. For the opportunity. Thanks for calling. Great. Right. Uh, that takes us to Tom. Good morning, Tom. You're on the mark. 
Yeah, Eric, as usual, is exactly right, and Joe. He's exactly uh, out wrong. In the desert looking for an oasis again. <laughs> yeah, boy. I mean, uh, you you guys gotta you guys gotta stop this this uh, political kind of politic politicize this thing. I mean, it's ridiculous. I'm gonna listen to Dr. Fauci. I'm not gonna listen to Dr. McGranahan <laughs> or Dr. Stan or Dr. Cindy. I, I don't care what they say. I'm gonna listen to an actual, real doctor. And do you uh, follow everything your doctor tells you to the letter, Tom? Every time, everything your doctor says to you, you do, right? Well, I should. I don't, but well, I should. Okay. But, but you find fault with people who don't want to follow Dr. Fauci's recommendations. It isn't, that I don't want to, it isn't that I don't want to follow my doctor. It's just that I just don't have the willpower. Okay. Well, maybe that's true with some other people. I, I, I can't argue with you there, Tom. I've made those same decisions from time to time. But seriously, not everybody follows the doctor's recommendations every time. And sometimes... Well, this is, this is, this is a, a completely different thing. This is a matter of killing people, you know, spreading a disease that kills people. It's not, it's not like losing weight or, or getting your cholesterol down or stuff like that. This is an altogether, this is an altogether different thing. You're trying to... You're trying to, I don't know, rationalize something here. You can't no. rationalize this. Not really. Your doctor's medical advice well, yes, presumably really. would keep yes, you alive really. or not keep you alive. I mean, I, if your doctor tells you, Tom, if you run around the block every day, oh, you're, you're going to have a heart attack. To, you're trying to. I mean, if you're going to die of, of a heart disease, that takes a long time. If you're going to die of COVID, it doesn't take that long. But it's, you know, you're, even you're though we're trying to rationalize, we're seeing these variants, but the death rate is not up. Oh, Joe, is you're the death rate to rationalize? I'm not buying it. Is the death rate up? Sure, the death rate's up. Really? Where? You where? What? You where's your you report? Do? You where's guys your report? Where's your Quit, quit blaming these immigrants. Sure, sure they should stop it. Sure they should stop it. I agree with that. Okay. But the amount of people coming in here with COVID and spread it around is probably le is probably less than a half a percent. You got over, you got over 50, well, I guess it's around 50% of the people now they're saying are totally vaccinated, 50%. And then you have a bunch of other people that just have one shot and then they didn't bother to get another one. And you got 30% that didn't get a shot at all. Guys probably like Stan and these other people that call up this show, Al, and they want to blame it. They want to blame it on immigrants, which is probably less than half per, less than half a percent of the problem. While they are 30, 30 to fifty percent of the problem. I mean, it's really it's really ridiculous. These people, instead of quit trying to blame somebody else, they need to take action and do what they're supposed to do because they're fifty. They're fifty percent of the problem. The other people are like a half a percent of even that. But look at look at what happened, Tom, at the beginning when before we had the vaccine, people were told to keep social distancing, wash their hands, use hand sanitizer, wear a mask. If I do all those things, I'm theoretically protected. But now we have the vaccine, and we were told by no less a personage than President Biden that if once we're fully vaccinated, we don't need to worry. Now we're being told we need to worry. We need to put masks no, back we on. We, the people that really need to worry are the people that aren't vaccinated. Well, They're the we ones all that are to. getting sick and dying. 90, 98 or 99 percent of the people that are getting sick and dying are the ones that are not vaccinated. They're the ones that are most likely 
spreading it the most, and they got it, and they got to take some responsibility and quit call coming on this show and calling <laughs> and blaming it on and blaming it on uh, something that's maybe not even half a percent of the problem. Keep calling everybody. Do not listen and, uh, to Tom. But it's. I'll just say it's nice to hear from the peanut gallery every day. <laughs> <laughs> says says the man from the back row. All right, we got you, Tom. Thank you so much. Right. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate, Appreciate your call. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Right in the middle, Joe. There's a timely email, and then we'll take the break. It says talk about irony. Your nine o'clock news said the Canadians are not allowed to enter the United States due to COVID. However, our southern border is being overrun by illegals, many of whom have COVID who are being sent all over the country. Well, whether you like it or not, that happens to be true. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Got some open phones, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.com. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Okay. All right, welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. 1-800-795-9565 is the open line. We would love to hear from you. 1-800-795-9565. So, so much for that. <laughs> uh, Dennis sent us a great clipping. Our computer is, uh, for, well, in 1982 when we installed it, it was perfect for many things. But, no, you don't want to read that one. Just uh, delete that. You just call okay. it up there. there. you go. There I go. All it right. says, I sent this over the weekend. The vaccine is not working in the truth is slowly leaking out, yet there's a big push in the U.S. to vaccinate. And what it says is that a leading Israeli health official says vaccinated account for, and oh my gosh, our cookie alarm went off and said there's cookies in this. Do you know that? Now you closed oh, the whole thing. All right, let Dennis me. will get it. But anyway, suffice to say, most of the people hospitalized in the experience of this particular doctor in Israel are people who have been vaccinated, and some of them are pretty seriously ill. So that contradicts what is sort of the promulgated uh, idea that individuals who get vaccinated don't get sick and die from it. So, and this doctor says absolutely positively false, that that's false advertising, that the individuals who do get vaccinated do get it. Of course, they are just as contagious. They get sick, uh, super sick as often, get hospitalized as often, get intubated as often, and die as often, according to this Okay, good well, according to Dr. Haviv, the vaccinated account for 85 to 90 percent of all new hospitals 
hospitalizations and 95% of severe cases at Herzog Medical Center in Jerusalem. He explains how one infected patient will spread the virus to a large number of people and that it doesn't just happen here or there, it happens frequently. Okay, um, so there. Hold on, there it is. Okay, according to their health officials, the majority of Israelis have been fully vaccinated, including 85% of those who are eligible. Out of the estimated 9.3 million citizens, 5.8 million have received at least one shot, and 5.4 million are fully vaccinated. Despite most of them talking or taking the jab, the country has seen a quick spike in cases that has resulted in more daily positive test results than they had the same day last year. On Thursday, they had. 3,843 new cases. The Israeli Health Ministry used the data to justify tiny restrictions for their authoritarian vaccine passports. After their emergency vote on Thursday, citizens are now required to provide proof of vaccination. Right, and all of these numbers are still significantly lower than the peak of cases in Israel. There's no argument that the vaccine has prevented many people from uh, getting extremely sick, but there are still thousands of people significantly sick, and I think okay. that is the uh, kind of the bullet. But, you know, the people are looking at Dr. Fauci as some sort of guru who's going to lead us out of the wilderness <laughs> as far as this disease goes. He's Moses. But there are other doctors on television uh, who are epidemiologists, who are people who are familiar with viral infections, and they come up with different conclusions. You know, it's just like if you go to a doctor and you get a second opinion. So your second opinion says the doctor that gave you the first opinion was wrong. What do you do? Isn't there a legitimate cause for you to question what you've been told and to act according to what you believe your own best health interest might be, regardless of what the, quote, experts, unquote, say? Well, Joe, you come on here and say that Dr. Fauci deliberately lied about something. I don't believe that, but you say he did, so let's just stipulate. It was reported in the news at the time on all the networks okay. that he admitted that that's what he did, and, and for good reason Joe, at the time. Joe, take yes okay. for an answer. Let's all just right. stipulate that he deliberately lied to deceive or whatever you say or to understate or whatever it is. The fact of the matter is he's a well-meaning public health official who's been doing the best job he can, trying to do the most good for the most people, and your Fox Fox see him as an adversary and your fox goggles prevent from from seeing what he's really trying to do and that's to help people and to save lives so i think i would just bask in the fact that you have somebody in washington who is doing their job and cares deep, deeply and is so trying the other to doctors who disagree with him they're trying to kill us is that right I don't see doctoring as binary. I think some doctors do exceedingly well at what they hope to do, and others might not do quite as well. I don't know. I don't think just because you're not my doctor when doesn't you go mean to you're the a doctor, bad doctor. When you go to the doctor. Do you have you, to be a bad doctor if you're not your doctor? When you go, go to the doctor and they tell you something, what do they call it? An opinion. Mm -hmm. It's not cast in bronze. It's not <laughs> not etched in stone. It's an opinion. It's their best guess as okay. to what you have and what the treatment method you should have. All right, that's fine. Is. This would be this that's is the perfect example. That's what medicine example. is. You go back into time. You give me Dr. Fauci's comments where he lied, where he said, "Now this is cast in stone. This is absolute fact." And then later on, he went on and changed it, and then present another example of when he said something that was his opinion, and then he said, "But." This is an opinion. This is absolutely cast in stone. This is an absolute fact. You will never, 
ever hear those words from his mouth. He has done nothing except express opinions about what he thought right. would help the opinions. U.S. Opinions. Opinions. Other doctors have other opinions. You know, so what, what opinion are you going to listen to? What is it about Dr. Fauci that makes you believe that he is more informed and more up on all this than everybody else in the field? I don't the people that. disagree. You know, because you he was sold to us. come on here and say us. some kind of pathological liar, and I, for no, that, I you're didn't, mistaken. No, I did never said the man was a pathological <laughs> I liar. I think you did. I did not. I say he lied about one thing that he admitted to, oh, but he God. had a valid reason for doing it at the time. I'm not saying his reason was invalid. He was trying to preserve, M, uh, what do they call them, M, M3 masks or M4 masks or whatever they are, for health care professionals who need them. That was all over the news. I'm surprised you don't remember it. 1-800-795-9565. You have to read the entire right-hand column, oh one my. after another. All right. Well, you stop me from making my point so that we can I can read all these, right? You made your point. Everybody <laughs> hears you. Well, just one final thing. No, brother. When you go to the doctors and you get your opinion, you either act on it or you don't, or you seek a second opinion. And sometimes when you get that second opinion, it is different from the first one. But in the end, who is responsible for your health? You are. And the decisions you make and whether they impact your family or of strangers or whoever they impact is a decision you have to make for yourself. Society can't force you to stay in a closet because you coughed. Just doesn't happen. All right. Anyway, all right. I can tell you're exasperated well, over there. Honest to Pete, Joe. I, you know, I'm this, sorry we don't have video here today. It's very unbecoming of you, this this uh, Dr. Fauci hatred thing. Or I don't hate Dr. This lie, Fauci. This and I'm willing or to concede. flip-flopping or political pandering I'm or whatever you say he's doing. that he, like everybody else, I have given everybody a pretty wide pass on this. I believe they're trying to do what they think is best. The question is, are they right? And whether or not they are offering valid opinions uninfected by political considerations. Joe's right. incredible shrinking <laughs> field of view has grown ever narrower. <laughs> are you okay, buddy? You yeah, right, right. Do we right. have to break or are you going to be no, able to No, I'm all right. Tom, so people are supposed to do what the government says because they never lie to us, laughing out loud. Another one directed at Tom. Tom, do you have facts to back up your claim that illegals aren't spreading COVID? And again to Tom. Tom continues his leftist ways. Tom Fauci financed the gain function research on COVID-19. Fauci can't be trusted. And then uh, to Eric. Yeah, to Eric. Fauci has made this whole thing political and is trying to cover up his complicity in the Wuhan lab leak gain function work. Uh, good morning. Migrant families at the southern border have about 18% of COVID cases. The children are tested every three days for COVID, and Americans can. I don't know what the rest of that might be because it got cut off at the 160 or 180 characters. 150. Right? 150, okay. Uh, let's see here. That's it. That's it? We don't have to do that. Okay. Uh, Dick, last caller before a quickie break. Go right ahead. You're on the mark. I'm going to make this real quick for Joe. When I go to a doctor, my brother's practiced medicine for 41 years. He also had a pharmacy degree, but, and my doctor does not guess at what's wrong with me. You say when you visit your doctor, he guesses, guesses what's wrong with you? You just said that. Most doctors aren't guessing what's wrong with you. I'm sorry, not with all those years of experience and, and dealing with patients. 
Yeah, Joe, I wouldn't go to a doctor on. to just guess what's wrong with me. I'm sorry. <laughs> goodbye. Okay. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dick. Appreciate the call. Taking a quickie break. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. 1-800-795-9565. We're leveling some sharp criticism against Dr. Fauci, but maybe you wish to defend him or uh, join that uh, group. Uh, feel free to call us. 1-800-795-9565. Uh, still unknown the precise number of individuals coming over the U.S southern border at all, how many get in despite uh, efforts to thwart them, how many are captured and turned away or shipped to other locations, and how many have COVID-19. These are numbers the uh, Biden administration isn't disclosing, so we'd like to know that. What do you think Dr. Fauci would say if he was asked about the southern border and all these people coming across? He hasn't commented on that, has he? Didn't he comment about that Sunday? I didn't hear him if he Mm, did. If if he did, I'm I'm more than willing to concede that he's... So you're saying a bias show didn't ask a pathological liar one of the key <laughs> path I did not call Dr. Fauci a pathological okay. liar. I say in no, one instance that. he misstated something deliberately. It. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Shut us up please by calling and going on the radio. All right, welcome back. Where are we going from here? <laughs> Nowhere. It's, the only place it goes up. The, we've fallen into the abyss. If I said guess, I probably misspoke. I thought I said opinion. The doctor gives you an opinion. Well, that certainly is factual. That's what doctors do. And right. sometimes they and their staff, they work through things. Uh, I know one of my doctors, she had to do a process uh, of uh, elimination to find out that it was my gallbladder. <laughs> then they took it out. Not right then and there. That was scheduled later. I see. She said, lean back. We're going for the goal. We're going to anyway. get that out of there right away. Right. 1-800-795-9565. Well, in any event, medical opinions are medical opinions, and you, in the end, are ultimately responsible for your own health. Are you not? I thought you were going to say everybody has one. <laughs> well, that's an old story. I won't go into the actual phrasing of that. But uh, let's see, one of our writers, Doug, says, wow, just wow. Now the debate over the virus and vaccination is a political issue. Give me a freaking break. This thing was politicized before it was even in the states. I remember the media getting giddy saying this virus could be Trump's Katrina. So spare me on saying the right is politicizing this thing. It's really simple. If you want the jab, get it and let the rest of us live our lives. A year ago, you were a horrible person if you didn't wear a mask. Now you're horrible and don't care about others if you don't get vaccinated. Tell me again, who is politicizing this stinking virus? Oh, it's the right. The conservatives are doing it. Thank you, Doug. You're absolutely right. Well, you can't say he's absolutely right when you just when he just completely contradicted what you said. No, but he's right that the <laughs> the uh, the far right has uh, politicized this. Oh, brother. <laughs> I remember them saying. I remember the comparison to Katrina. That the virus when Trump oh, was saying yeah. it wasn't going to be One, it's a good thing, too. We'd probably still have Trump if it weren't for the virus. And one of our texters says, Senator Rand Paul has called Fauci a liar when Fauci said the NIH didn't finance gain-of-function research on coronavirus in China, but there is proof. And you know what uh, Rand Paul is, don't you? He's a doctor. 
What, a medical like doctor. A, well, yeah, but he's an eye doctor or something. He's not an infectious disease doctor. He's a medical doctor. Well, so he's an optometrist <laughs> or ophthalmologist or something like that. Come on, Joe. <laughs> Just because a lot of good people up at Bloomsburg University are doctors, but that doesn't mean they're experts in infectious diseases. I wish diseases. one of them had taken your gallbladder out. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know they didn't? <laughs> How do you know they didn't actually leave it in there? Uh, Dale, you're on the mark. Thank you so much for putting up with us and calling. Yeah, I just wanted to say how politics and uh, conspiracy theories can correlate. What they do is uh, basically if you're digging to both, you're psychologically disturbed. And it seems like it's just getting worse. People call, calling in, worry about politics and uh, the- uh, conspiracy theories. You can't solve it. You can't pr- prove it. So I don't know. I, I told you how to solve it. You how is that? Understand? There's two party system. There's Republicans and Democrats. They that they we got. Both, they both are part of an association called the Bar Association. Oh, correct? okay. Uh, now we're now we're are, getting down to are, it. Am I right? Am I right, both? Yeah. Yes, you are right association. there. Okay. Now, 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 now. Let's solve it instead of talk about it. keep amplifying the problem. Let's solve it. All you have to do is understand this infrastructure bill is going to be. The money is going to be allocated to firms, law firms. That, that means the Republicans are going to accept that money and sign the bill and borrow money on your children. So why don't we, since we don't audit law firms, why don't we start auditing law firms instead of small private businesses? And then these people, crazy, sick people, can understand the politics is trash. That's all I have to say, you know. All right. well, what should we do about the Bar Association's involvement in all this? Let's start auditing them. Instead of auditing small business and private business, we don't audit corporations or law firms. So, I mean, we need to start doing that. Because it seems like there are exceptions for all the rules for COVID and, and all this stuff. Okay. It's a shame that I hear your callers, man, are mentally disturbed. Sick. Our callers sick. are mentally disturbed and sick. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're but at least they're not attorneys. <laughs> Well, we may have some attorneys cloning. We don't, I, I mean, don't think station, so. You're, you're, you guys right, amplify all the problems. You don't amplify no solution. So, I mean, are you part of the problem or part of the solution? That's what I asked you. Well, you actually, know, Mark's a member. Amp- of the, I actually do some work for the Bar no Association. Solution. You ain't amplifying no solution. No. I actually am involved with the Bar Association, Dale. I don't think well, there's I mean, been I a... I nothing against anybody personal, Joe. Just understand, <laughs> this, is, this is 18th century common sense. <laughs> Dale, almost well, everybody who is called in here. If we get some here, 21st century common sense. Are you, are you, are you willing to uh, start auditing these firms and these corporations, or are you just going after some? <laughs> what? I'm sorry. Well, that's your prerogative. You can do it. <laughs> well, what? What is I that? While we, uh, when they sign this bill, this <laughs> uh, trillion-dollar infrastructure, why don't we go right hardcore right after all, all the audits for all these firms? Then this way we know the money's being spent properly. Okay. Well, we have another one of our mentally. That's why you got these rhinos signing on. They're willing to sign on because they're getting allocated to their firm for this infrastructure project. Just that's all they. That's the only reason why they're signing on. You know that, right? Right. Well, what, just so we know, what did you say our callers were? They're psychologically disturbed. Psychologically disturbed. Gotcha. Day, the same problem. <laughs> Says one of the men who says one of our callers. Yeah, that's, okay. <laughs> that's all well, we got to say. To people listen to believe in aliens. The people believe they're the same people who believe in politics. They're the same people. <laughs> one of our aliens in politics. Well, there's a yeah. They don't they don't contradict anything reality or 
anything is, is you know, I don't know. You can't explain politics. You can't explain that paranormal stuff or uh, conspiracy. I don't know. Okay. Well. Sick. All right, we well, got we you. have another mentally disturbed caller on the line. We have to get to. <laughs> oh, come on, Joe. All right, thank you so much, Thanks, Dale. Very Dale. Much appreciate, appreciate your comments. It. Just another mentally disturbed caller. <laughs> I mean, sa says he, excuse me. And one of our texters says, Wow, Mark, just an eye doctor. Can you get any more condescending? All right, we have time for this one, too, and then we'll have to take the break. Right. And then we have I have one certain, I am, I, for one, certainly are not defending Dr. Fauci. Any person evil enough to be messing around with viruses and then on top of that gain of function research which works to make the viruses stronger on behalf of infecting humans is in my book a soldier from hell from the time i heard senator Rand paul talk about fauci's dedos with this research i got sick thinking about what kind of human being would ever do such a thing fauci has the um, intestinal fortitude to stand up in front of cameras and counsel us on ways to prevent COVID when the jerk helped develop it. Really? I did get my vaccines and so did my husband. I hope and pray every day it was the right thing to do, but in thinking about what Fauci actually did, it makes me wonder why he would be pushing a vaccine when he actually was helping strengthen the virus itself. Wow so many false statements in one letter. That is amazing. That's tough. Almost every sentence has a new lie in it. Oh, All right, thank that's you. what you say. Oh, no, guarantee. This is this is the the Fox News. You, you wonder, okay, if you only read one thing and that's Fox News or watch one thing, what, what could possibly the harm be? There I it have is. never heard anyone on Fox News and their news programs downplay the virus or the vaccines. Or never. say that Dr. Fauci worked hard to uh, accept. He did. He apparently did. It. Did you hear Rand Paul's uh, cross-examination of him? Okay. The eye doctor really oh put God. him on the spot. Unbelievable. Cindy, you get 60 seconds. Very quickly, Dr. Collins, who is the head of the NIH in the United States of America, concurs with. WHO, WHO, the World Health Organization, that the United States should not move forward with a third vaccination. And why is that? Well, because both he and that organization are, want those doses of vaccine to go to the countries who have a very low vaccination rate. And so there's no, it isn't whether or not it would be beneficial to people in the United States, but rather once again, a need to ration available resources, and they want to send it to the countries who have very low vaccination rates. And he, Dr. Collins, appeared, I believe, on many shows. I think I saw him on CNN stating this unequivocally. So right. I, th I know, Mark, I know you are going to call me uh, whatever that previous caller was calling me. But <laughs> I heard disturbed. Dr. Fauci admit <laughs> that he had indeed told people not to use N95 masks because he was concerned that those resources be limited to medical personnel who were constantly in contact with sick patients. I mean, right. he, he said that unequivocally, repeatedly. He's acknowledged that. And uh, it just points to the fact that sometimes the choices that we make in healthcare are hard. And they don't benefit everyone. That's just the nature 
of the challenge, especially in light of the fact that we have limited resources. Do the most Thank good for them. What right. did the White House say about Of course, about Mark denied that earlier, never heard that. What did the WHO, or what did, what did the White House say about that? WHO saying don't do any boosters because half the population in the globe hasn't had any shots. I didn't hear their response. Yeah, I think it was that we, we have enough, something to the effect of we have enough, you know, we're going to proceed anyway with boosters if necessary, okay. and that, you know, we're distributing sufficient supplies right. globally, something, then, something like that. I don't know. Uh, from okay. June 21st. Thank you, Cindy. I'm sorry. Thank from you. June 2nd, 19, or 2021, uh, Newsweek magazine, the headline is, Fauci says masks not really effective in keeping out virus. Right. You know, so what he was saying was trying to preserve it, but that's a lie because now he's saying it is. Or, or was he wrong then? What research has come out that shows that now that masks are so much more effective than they were in June? All right, noted. We got it. All right, thank you, everybody. That's right. Blow it off. Go back to. Well, what am I supposed to do if, if I never caught him He's specifically? He's just an eye doctor. <laughs> exactly. All right. I know. Says the guy who's well, wearing glasses. Do you trust your eye doctor, by the way? Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. We are our... not. We are not men. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to KOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I have time for one more caller, probably 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at WKOK.com and text us at 70236. And then one of our emailers says, concerning the discussion of breakthrough infections in Israel, my first question would be, which vaccine are they using in Israel? They are not all equal. Fauci has decades of experience working as an epidemiologist, working with HIV and other viruses-related threats, so his opinion has more weight than most. All right. Uh, Al, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Well, uh, I want to call about Fauci. He did tell us that... Uh, he told us that the masks weren't working and aren't going to really work. And the only reason he came on and told us he said that is because we couldn't handle the truth. <laughs> the, truth, the, truth was, okay. the truth was that they needed to save those masks for the professionals that are dealing with everybody with COVID every day in the beginning of this mess. And he came on and told us that fight in his day. They can't tell us the truth because we can't handle it. I don't know why we think we can't handle it, but we are a smart American people and we can handle the truth and we're gonna respond to the truth much better than some guy that's had something maybe to do with this. You still there? Yeah, he has something to do, I couldn't think of the 
word to call a pandemic. He had something to do with that Wuhan problem, and he's trying to cover it up. So how can we trust him? Well, you... he told us he lied to us because we can't handle the truth. Jack Nicholson, you want the truth? You can't handle the truth. <laughs> and, and all they got to do is start dealing with the truth, promote the truth, not the lies. Well, he wrote this news. This Newsweek article, Al. This Newsweek article says quotes Fauci in an email that he wrote to the former Secretary of Health in the Obama administration. He said masks are really for infected people to prevent them from spreading infection to people who are not infected, rather than protecting uninfected people from acquiring infection. We know what to do, and they told us to do everything opposite. So why aren't some people? Some people will follow the opposite. And some people will follow the truth. So what's that? So division, well, and you know, it's all heading toward American Marxism. Watch out! Says That's the man calling in to foment division. <laughs> American Marxism. That's how they do it. That's part of the. That's the uh, inflammation of it. To you know, it's like the recipe, and that's what they're doing. They're sowing division, and now we got to believe in Big Brother instead of God. And God tells us in our hearts what to do. I mean, it's not hard if you, or your inner, it may not even be a God. Your inner self will tell you truth from lies and peace from war, and we are smart people and we can figure this out. All right. But some of us are mentally disturbed. <laughs> we know that from an well, earlier call. Well, call <laughs> you to quit calling because it's, uh, just playing into my condition. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all have it. <laughs> and the only medicine is yeah. listening to more on the mark. That's the only way we'll all get better. That's right. All right. Thank you, Al. I got the answer for the Israel uh, vaccination. I had to look that up. That was part of my notes. So we'll finish my notes. Uh, what vaccine are, is administered in Israel, I asked, and it came up Pfizer. But the Moderna is highly sought after. And... I had the Moderna by the recommendation of my doctor, mm -hmm. my priest. I researched it before I went, and I found out Johnson & Johnson can cause blood clots. We knew that a long time ago, too. And uh, they don't recommend pregnant women or people on the pill to get Johnson & Johnson. There's all kind of good recommendations out there and common sense. If something causes blood clots and you are susceptible to blood clots because mm -hmm. you're on birth control, you okay, Joe? You're on birth control, Mark? <laughs> well, I, I might go on birth control because if someday I start feeling a little girly, I don't want to get pregnant. Okay. <laughs> well, we go back to the caller who said our callers are mentally disturbed. Each and every one of them. <laughs> and not just a few. All of them. Thank you, Al. Including Appreciate him. your call. All right. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate the cat. Uh, I'm not sure where you would go after this. About well, there's uh, no place to go. We're oh, out of we're time. Out of time. Okay. We'll have to continue this tomorrow. Oh, yumbo. The fun never ends. Wednesday, two of the white helmets from PennDOT calling in about the CSVT projects north and south. That'll be Wednesday at 8.30 a.m. Or in person. I'm not sure... One of them wouldn't have too far to get here, just over the hill. You're listening to News Radio 1070, WDKOK Sunbury, WDKOK News Time. It is now 10 a.m. Time for the Dan Patrick Show on WDKOK.